All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman holding, blue line, chance, stop! Face off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Seguin. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Daily Face-Off podcast. Uh, while we were, most of us were asleep last night, the Vegas Golden Knights decided to make a splash. Woke up to a couple of alerts that they made a big trade. So here we are. We're going to talk about it, break it down a little bit from a fundamental standpoint, and uh, talk about fantasy hockey like we normally do. I'm your host, Brock Seguin. With me, uh, no Michael Beebs Bondi, but I got Dylan D. Bertham here. D, big trade. Big obviously, trade. Obviously, you're both... I was actually still awake, but not on any device whatsoever. I, yeah, I was awake. Um, I was lying in bed, wondering what I was going to write about today. Thought I'd scour NHL Twitter to uh, find some potential stories. And, uh, you know, this one just... One just popped up. Yeah, so they did it for you. Yeah, essentially. I think so. I think so. If you guys... Didn't see. The Golden Knights acquired Max Pacioretty from the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for Thomas Tatar, Nick Suzuki, and a 2019 second round pick. Uh, Pacioretty, obviously, the big piece in this trade. Uh, he's only got one year left on his deal, so the, I guess the expectation is that he will be negotiating an extension to stay in Vegas. That's uh, the word on the street, obviously. Yeah. 
Um, Pacioretty had a bit of a down year last year, but has been one of the most consistent goal scorers in the NHL mm-hmm. over the last five, six years. Um, what do you think Pacioretty's outlook is now heading to Vegas? Well, he had, like you say, he had four straight 30-goal seasons coming into last year where he struggled, uh, only scored 17, only played 64 games, but still off a 30-goal pace. Career low, 8% shooting percentage. Yeah, and his on-ice was low at 7.5 too, and we were pointing to that all last year. He was mm-hmm. one of our... Um, Pickups every single week. Yeah, yeah, like. bigger bounce back in a trade target, whatever. And he did actually start to turn around a little bit in the second half. I know his shooting percentage was under 5% for most of the first half. Um, so it was starting to come back around, and obviously he didn't have the most to play with there in Montreal last season. Spent no. the majority of his uh, minutes with either Philip Deneau or Jonathan Drouin yep. centering his line. Um, so you got to expect some sort of improvement with most likely Paul Stastny in Vegas. Stastny, obviously not the point-per-game guy he used to be, but, no, but still a solid Still better center. than Philip yeah. Deneau. And way better at 5v5 than those other two guys. I do like Deneau, but I don't think he's in that same category at all. Um, and yeah, I, I really like Patrick's chances to get back to 30 goals this year. Hard not to. Yeah, yeah, because we talked about it. I don't think he's going to push for the spot on the top line, simply because him and Marcheseau so are both such mm-hmm. uh, straightforward primary well, like, left-wingers. Es- especially to start the year. like yeah. that, that top line was so dominant last year. There's no way you break yeah. up. No, oh, yeah. so Carlson and Smith, they yeah. were just too good last year. No, the only option, because neither of them played the right side, the only option would be to move Marceau into the middle, and I, I again, I don't, no. don't see them doing that no. to, to Carlson. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. At least to start the year, that's the way it should be. It yeah. should be Pacioretty, Stastny, and Tuck. Could be Howla. It uh, doesn't yeah. really matter either way. Um, and then I think, the th- you know, in terms of the third line, it's going to be either Thomas Heike or Daniel Carr. doesn't really matter. Yeah. Either one of them really um, yeah, but Pacioretty should be on that first power play unit. For sure. I, I think imagine it would be the top line, Pacioretty. Uh, probably bumps Tuck down yeah, to the second. Yeah, because Tuck did play that role for most of last season. Yeah, he'll probably bump Tuck to the second power play yeah, and then fill in there. And, and then, then either with Theodore, Theodore if he's or there. Colin Miller. Yeah. Colin Miller actually led them in ice time last year. Obviously, Theodore missed some time last year, though. But Right. Power play time, I mean. Let's uh, talk a little bit about, obviously, you just kind of alluded to Stas, and he's probably one of the better centers uh, best center that would have been on the Montreal roster last year. And yeah. if you look back, Pacioretty has been one of the most consistent goal scorers in the NHL, and he's really never played with a good center. I mean, Stastny is solid, uh, but like if you look back to before the lockout in 2011-12, he played 74% of his 5v5 time with David DeHarnay. Uh, moving forward to 2012-13, he played 86% of his 5v5 time with DeHarnay. 81% in the following year. And then it started to go down 62% in 2014-15 with DeHarnay. Uh, after that, in 2016, he played over half of his ice time. 53% with Thomas Placanic. 55% in 2017 with Philip Deneau. And then, like you said last year, uh, 43% with Deneau and 32% with Drouin. Yeah. So, I mean, you spent your almost your entire career on a line with David DeHarnay. <laughs> I think Stastny is an upgrade right. on DeHarnay. And DeHarnay did have some good years. For sure. But... Uh, Mostly probably because he was riding the coattails yeah, of, of exactly. Max Pacioretty. Yeah. But uh, the big the big news, I guess, here, uh, obviously getting Pacioretty makes the Golden Heights, um, you know, favorites to make the playoffs again. Yeah. Maybe another deep run. I don't think anything is going to happen as close to what happened last year. Yeah. But you never, you know, can't rule it out at this point. Yeah. They haven't shown us any other reason not to believe it. I mean, now you've got Marjusso, William Carlson, and Smith on your top line. Again, obviously one of the best lines in the league last year. Patrick Stastny, Tuck on the yeah. second line. 
Do you think that maybe a dip in minutes going from the first line to the second line could hurt Pacioretty, or is it just going to be kind of much of the same, you know, around 18 minutes a night still, and they're going to lean heavily on this top six? I do think so, but it'll be interesting because they they had more depth last year for sure, and they went with a more balanced approach, um, especially between their second and third lines. But that was when, you know, they had Neil on the third talk. Like, all mm-hmm. those guys, it was, it was kind of an interchangeable second and third line. I really don't think that's the case this year. They've lost some depth. Now with Perron, Neil and uh, Tatar leaving in this yeah. trade. Um, so they're just not as deep as they were last year. I, I, th- I like the top six more than where it was at last season. Um, so, I, yeah, yeah, I do think the second line is going to be leaned on a lot more heavily this year. But like we talked about, Pacioretty should be getting power play one time yeah. too. So if it does drop, I don't like, – he played 19 minutes a game last year. You probably won't see that this year. If but it I, goes to 18. Yeah, I don't imagine deal. it dropping much more than 17. It would be nice to see them do like uh, similar to what the Florida Panthers do, just lean super heavily on that top two – Lines, you know, they first lines, yeah, exactly. And then they play like a combined 40 minutes a night, and then you just got to kind of find out how to manage, you know, 10 minutes each for the next, you know, the next two lines. Yeah, if they do that, then I mean, the chances of of the top line repeating from last year, I think, are still pretty good. Obviously, we talked about Carlson not getting back to 40 plus goals, but still, Marcia So, I think, is a bona fide stud at this point. Pacioretty should be 30 30. Stastny could be a 20 30 guy, 50 points. Tuck still growing into his role. Yeah. Um, Howla, obviously, if he goes to the third line, we could see a dip in production, which we've already kind of expected yeah. from him. It'll be anyways. interesting because Tuck and Pacioretty are kind of similar players mm-hmm. in that regard. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he does end up putting Tuck on that second line with for, him. For sure. Uh, so what we did, we altered, obviously, this trade changes things a little bit. So we've changed some of our uh, projections for the upcoming season. Uh, you can find the updated projections and cheat sheets on dailyfaceoff.com. Uh, but now we have Max Pacioretty projected for 79 games played, which was the same as before, uh, 33 goals and 31 assists. If you had to put a number on it, how attainable do you think 33 goals and 31 assists? Do you think that's almost a lock for Pacioretty at this point, or are you a little nervous just based yeah, on what well, happened last year? Yeah, I would still say 30 goals is a lock over 82 games. you got to figure he's going to see more scoring chances at 5v5 playing with Stastny than he would have playing with Dano or Juwen. Um, so I, I really like his chances to get into 30 goals. The assists are a little wonkier. You never really know mm-hmm. with a the guy who's a shoot first as much as Patch Reddy. But when, if he shoots, you know, 300 shots again, or if he gets back to 300 shots, which he did in back-to-back seasons, 2014 and 2015, um, then I think the assists are almost a given at that point. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, contact assists. And, and uh, the top power like play unit, too, he should pick up a bunch of yeah. A bunch of assists there, too. Yeah. He's always been a solid power play contributor, so yeah. I don't see that changing yeah. too much. I think, it, yeah, he, he'll need the ice time, obviously, to get back to 300 shots, but I, I really like his chances at getting back to 30 goals. Right. Year. And one guy who actually is should see some positive uh, fantasy vibes because of this trade is actually Max Domi, who we weren't yeah. totally sold on, weren't totally high on. I think basically just because we didn't like the Galchenyuk for Domi Swap, yeah. but Domi's still a pretty good player in his own right. A great playmaker, low shooting percentage the last couple of years. Hopefully that bounces back a little bit. But anyways, now he goes from being a second line guy to probably starting the, uh, the season on the top line with Jonathan Drouin. Probably going to play two, three minutes more per night mm-hmm. now. As a result, yeah, there's no reason not to give him a full run of ice time at this point, right? Well, they're in full full blown rebuild mode. Right. So you might as well see what you got in Domi. 
Uh, I Andrew Wayne for that. You matter. look at this top six, and you, I just don't know who's going to score the goals. Like besides Brandon Gallagher, these are all pass first guys. Yeah, Lekkinen is a Lekkinen can be a sharpshooter at times, but I mean, I'm still he's not going to be a 40 right. goal guy this year right. to carry this team on his right. back. I mean, Patrick leaving could open up enough opportunities on the power play for Gallagher mm-hmm. uh, to break through to 30, 35 ish goals. I love Gallagher. Always shoots a ton. Yeah. And now he might shoot even more. Yeah, exactly. I, I've been waiting for a breakthrough year for. Forever, I think his minutes but... were actually down from a first line role last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Should play like twenty this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, if he doesn't get traded at yeah. some point, which you know him and Price really seem like the most likely to go at this point, and I guess Shea Weber if they could find a suitor for him. Mm, imagine. That. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But we uh, we adjusted uh, Domi's projections as well, just a little bit. Uh, the inflated minutes should obviously just give him more opportunities to score goals. Um, I mean, if it's not scoring goals, uh, hopefully it's passing. Yeah. We bumped his projections up to uh, 16 goals, 42 assists, uh, just based on the minutes alone. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, 40... 40 plus assists, definitely something he can do. Yeah. He's close to that in his time in Arizona. And yeah. they didn't have a it's lot of guys the, that were going to score goals. So I, I feel like even just with the extended minutes yeah. here, he should still be able to accomplish that. Yeah, it's just the goals is the the real concern. You got to um, get. He hasn't scored double digit goals since no. his rookie season. So what basically we did is projected out how many shots he's going to get and gave him a reasonable chance at shooting 10%. Um, Eight percent the last two years, right. not ideal. If it's down to eight percent again, then he's only going to be a 14, 13 goal scorer. But yeah. I mean, you have to you have to assume that he's going to be with the extra minutes should be able to bump those shoot, shooting numbers up. Hopefully, the shot uh, shooting percentage follows in suit. Yeah, but um, with all those minutes, he should be a forty assist guy. Yeah, definitely a lot more upside than what he had before this trade. Yeah, um, but at the same time, I big just, benefactor of this yeah, deal. For you sure. got to consider with any Canadians, you know, at least standard fantasy leagues, they're probably going to really put a dent, uh, a hamper, I guess, in your plus minus this season. Oh yeah, they're probably going to get worked at five e five. Um, Unless Carey Price just absolutely stands on his head and yeah. returns to form. Yeah, it doesn't matter how good of a player you are on a bad team, you're going to have a rough plus minus. So yeah, look at Nick Letty last year. Yeah, brutal. But uh, so. Before we go, we just, I find it hilarious. I tweeted this out. Uh, you can follow me at Brock underscore Segan on Twitter and Dylan at 3D Berthium or at Daily Faceoff, where we both uh, contribute all day, every day. Uh, but I tweeted this out this morning. Mark Bergevin has had a bit of a rough go. And if you look at his last four notable trades, he has now traded PK Subban, mm-hmm. Mikhail Sergachev, mm-hmm. Alex Galchenyuk. Oh, yeah. And Max Pacioretty. It's a nice core of guys to build around. Really good, yeah. To build weird. a decent team around those guys. I feel like you could. In return, he's received Shea Weber, uh-huh. who's out for... What, has he played like 20 games for them? Six months. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Drouin, uh-huh. Max Domi, Tom Tatar, Nick Suzuki, and now a 2019 second round pick. Oh, that pick, though. Oh, boy. That is not could the type of return you would... Second round pick, that could be uh, your next P.K. Subban right there. Could be. Pretty unlikely, but... I guess I think Weber was a second-round pick, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess we should talk about Suzuki a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know much about him. I know he uh, was top five in OHL scoring last year. Yeah, fourth right? in uh, OHL scoring last year with 100 points in 64 games, uh, over a goal per game, and then 60-plus assists. He was the number 13 overall pick yep. in the 2017 draft. Um, I don't know a ton about him. Very talented offensively. They need centers. You know, you, you drafted uh, Cockneyemi, number three overall, right. this past summer. You added Nick Suzuki. You've already got Jonathan Drouet if he stays at center. Yeah. I mean, they're getting rid of Pacioretty. Obviously, he was 
kind of going to happen regardless in the last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. Trading him now, they get a bigger return than they would have if they would have played out the year with him. Right. Way less of a return had they moved him last year. But yeah. Besides the oh, point. for sure, yeah. But then now you look at it and you've got maybe a decent stable of centers moving forward with Cockneyemi and Suzuki. I think Suzuki is probably a guy that caps out as a number two center. Mm-hmm. But if Cockneyemi is like the Barkoff like player that we think he can become, then you got a decent one-two punch down the middle that... But still, we are we're three years away from yeah. that. I was actually I didn't think of it as the you know obviously I, I like what Vegas got in the end, but there, these are two franchises in totally different situations at mm-hmm. this point. Um, but you know Bergeron's the one to put them in that spot, right? Like exactly. They could, if they hold on all those pieces, they're still very well a contending team even in the tough Atlantic Division. Um, but but yeah, I still like the return he got. It was bad. No, this was the best one yeah. of, of the lot. Especially when you consider, like you said, they pretty much were in a spot where they had to trade Patch already. I doubt even if he has a bounce back season, you can get more for him at the deadline as a rental than you could for a full season. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is unfortunate that this is probably the lowest his trade value has been in the last five years yeah. or so. You know what though? Getting, uh, getting Suzuki obviously is huge. And... I just I don't know. They're, these trades are just so bad to me that I just I can't even like. I, it, yeah, this is probably the best out of all. The of best them, for sure. But the one thing we didn't mention too is uh, Vegas retains uh, five hundred thousand dollars on Tatar's contract yeah. over the next two years. Um, so that gives them a little bit of flexibility in the cap. I mean, it's, it's it's not a lot. They retain some on Pacioretty, I believe, but he's only got one year left in his deal anyway. So it allows. Uh, it gives them a little bit of extra room, but I mean, at this point, when you're a rebuilding team, what's five hundred thousand dollars in cap room? Yeah, well, it, it's not as much as that as it is the fact that it's one of three uh, contracts that they can retain at any given point, right? Yeah. So to, that's kind of a costly thing, especially when you look at how uh, you know how freewheeling George McPhee is. He obviously likes to play the trade market a lot. Mm-hmm. We've seen in the last couple of years, so that you know limits your abilities and what you can do a little bit in trade talks, and so. But I, I obviously, for whatever reason, they felt it was necessary to get the deal done. Yep, and that's pretty much all I've got to say on this trade. Yep. I mean, it doesn't. It's not a huge. Doesn't make huge fantasy waves, really. Uh, an interesting trade. I think it changes the NHL landscape a lot more than it changes the fantasy landscape. I think that there's no, there's nothing really to suggest that Pacioretty has this above and beyond production. No. Left in the tank at this point in his career, but I think now more than ever he has a better chance of returning to form. I think we were already projecting him to return to form if he stayed in Montreal. Yeah. Now that he's on a better team, best center he's ever played with, maybe one of the best teams he's ever played with, if, if Vegas is anywhere close to what they were last year, yeah. obviously a much better chance of returning to the 30 goals, maybe 30 assist production. Right. Um, Domi obviously right. sees a bit of a bump. Suzuki, I think, makes maybe makes a push for making this team in the fall. Probably not. Probably AHL bound. Um, but remains. Well, he could go back. He could go back to the O next year, right? He was just a pick this year. Yes. So he'd be back in the O. He's he's nineteen. He could go back. I th- I think. No, I think he turned pro last year though, because I think he played with the Chicago Wolves at the end of the season. I could be mistaken though. But he didn't just get drafted last year. Yes. Last draft? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel you. But uh, either way, yeah. Nick Suzuki, not a bad pickup. Thomas Tatar, we didn't really talk about him. Uh, as a Red Wings fan, I always thought he had more to offer than he ever really produced. Four straight 20-goal seasons. Yeah, I kind of think he is what he is. Yeah, that's honest. what I mean. I think yeah. now at this point in his career, he's going to cap out at 25 goals. Maybe, maybe 25 assists, yeah. but I think it's probably closer to 25 goals, 20 assists. I imagine it's more of a trade piece. They're going to look to flip come the For deadline sure. season. He'll probably end up on his fourth team in two seasons. Yeah. 
Um, just because like, I don't I don't think there's just any untapped potential there, but you know, 20 goals adding to the, your top nine is great depth for a contending team, and obviously the Habs aren't that. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't I don't think they'll get three first, draft picks for a second and a third like the seems unlikely. That that just makes that trade all the more puzzling, right? And yeah, by far the worst move George McPhee's made. Thus far, I, unless you want to put really a lot of stock in to him being a piece that ended up going towards Patrick, but I, I think they probably could have made it work uh, regardless. regardless. Well, yeah. especially with those three picks, yeah. they could. But have you just... give up. Obviously, they had the whole wealth of draft picks after the expansion draft. But mm-hmm. you look at first, second, and a third round pick for a guy who was capped at really like twenty five goals. Uh, doesn't even end up playing on your roster come playoff time. Healthy scratch, yeah. yeah for the and most had part. six points in twenty games, so uh, not the best move there. But at least they were able to ship him off to Montreal and get. Patriotty out of it, not bad. Yeah, and they still have a wealth of draft picks even after giving up a second round today. I mean, yeah. heading into the 2019 draft, they still have a first, a second, three thirds, uh, a two fourth, fourths, yeah. and two fifths and a sixth. It yeah. doesn't matter. And then they got three thirds in 2020. Three uh, seconds. In sorry, two, that's what I meant. Sorry, yeah. three seconds in 2020. So they still have a wealth of draft picks. I mean, I tweeted out that maybe this is the end of their run at Eric Carlson, but. You pointed out they still got a lot of picks. Yeah. They, they still got a lot of prospects. Yeah. They still got the cap room. Yeah, and at this point, I don't think they'd be hesitant to move a couple of first-round picks if it meant getting a guy like Carlson back, but they'd want to be able to lock him up long-term. So yeah. So it'll be interesting. It's going to be crazy. The Vegas Golden Knights, they are here to stay. Yeah. They uh, like. Not a flash in the pan. They they maybe were given an advantage the way this uh, expansion draft worked, but hey. Took full advantage of it. Yeah. Them. Went to the cup finals. Now they got Pacioretty. Maybe still making a run at Carlson. Well, remains to be seen. Yeah. Anyways, the Vegas Golden Knights are here to stay. The DFO Podcast also here to stay. We'll mm. be back on the mics, uh, I think, this Thursday. And we'll have another episode out this uh, upcoming Friday where we will be breaking down all the centers. I'm sure you'll hear us talk about William Carlson's shooting percentage about 432 times during that episode. <laughs> and uh, maybe a little bit about Paul Stastny. Stastny sees a little bit of a bump. I guess we didn't really talk about that, but... Sassy's kind of another yeah. guy. Well, kind I, of who, I, I know. who he, he is. He played with Line A and Ewis exactly. last year in Winnipeg. 25 goals, 30 yeah. assists is probably as high as he's going to go. His yeah. floor is pretty solid, but he's an end of your roster guy. I think we mentioned that a little bit last episode as well. So, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this quick bonus episode. We'll see you guys back here Friday. And uh, yeah, bye bye. Peace. Broken down, so I walk the line. I drown my wounds and I die. I'm out of money. I'm out of time I fly low like a broken arrow The time slows and my vision arrows I'm out of money, I'm out of time Sing your hearts out, sing it loud Make me happy, make me proud Black holes, solid ground Black holes, solid ground A thousand voices set them free
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 